It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thank you so much for joining me. We are live in studio today. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. The purpose of the show is for you to be able to call in with questions that you have about the Word or a doctrine or things that are going on in your life, specific uh, situations. We'll get into God's Word together, go to God's throne uh, together. So the number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I've been meditating upon Philippians chapter 4 uh, today where we find these words, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say to you, rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men, the Lord's at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So go ahead and feel free to give me a call, 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We have all of our lines open. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Hopefully, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is an encouragement to you if you're in a place where you're anxious or you're worrying to go to the Lord in prayer. And with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then God's promise is that he'll give you peace that surpasses your understanding to guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. It's so great to be with you today. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, if you'd like to send a text, you can send in at 720-336-0897. That'll come right to me and I'll try to... Uh, answer your questions that you might have through text or uh, prayer requests. would also like to invite you to our services here in Colorado Springs. If you're living in Southern Colorado, our services are Saturday night at 6 and Sunday morning at 9 and uh, 11. We're currently going through the book of Philippians, so we would love uh, to have you. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. We'd like to welcome our listeners in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey on the East Coast. Thank you for joining us on Hope FM. Also, we'd like to welcome all of our listeners here in Colorado, from Colorado Springs up to Fort Collins, uh, out east and along the Front Range as well. Again, the number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open, so if you have a question about the Word or things going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things, uh, you can pick up the phone and give us a call, 303-690-3000. Also, the number to text is 720-336-0897.
Thank you for joining me. I hope your Friday is going well and you're meditating upon the Lord, enjoying the goodness of the Lord, rejoicing in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. If you're a believer, uh, you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and this is the most difficult uh, that it's going to get. Maybe you don't know Christ uh, as your Savior, and you're going through some really dark times, and you've got some questions about, does God love me? Does does God exist? Does God hear uh, my prayers? Would, would love to be able to talk with you. Uh, it's a privilege uh, to be able to, to talk with you. The number here is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. As we continue on with Philippians 4, we see the next verse tells us, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, if there's any virtue... If there's anything praiseworthy, meditate upon these things. So this becomes our filter for our thoughts, and it comes right after enjoying the peace of the Lord. What thoughts are threatening your peace in the Lord today? Are, are you meditating upon what's true? Are you meditating upon things that are noble and things that are just and are of uh, good reports? And so we want to use that as a grid, as a filter for our thoughts. Uh, once again, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary. This is a live call-in show, so uh, without your calls, we don't have a show. If you've been in the Word and you've got a question about a section of Scripture or you've been wondering, maybe you've heard a particular teaching and it didn't quite uh, make sense to you, uh, feel free to pick up the phone, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's take a moment to lift up today's show to the Lord, uh, to those that may be feeling hopeless and needing God's touch and direction. God, we thank you for uh, your faithfulness and your goodness. We thank you for the truths that are found in Philippians chapter 4. And Lord, we uh, rejoice in you. We rejoice in your goodness and your faithfulness, your character that our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we pray for those that may be discouraged or in a place of hopelessness, God, that you uh, would, would minister to them and that you would encourage them. We ask that you would bless today's show, bless all of the listeners, those on the East Coast and also in Colorado. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have all of our lines open. If you would like to give me a call at 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The great thing about text uh, is it comes uh, right to me. And so if you're uh, there, then you uh, should be able to send in uh, a text, 720-336-0897. Uh, let's go uh, to our phone lines now. Let's go to line one to Carlos in Denver. Carlos, welcome to the program. Uh, hi, Pastor Eric. Thank you. Um, uh, so, with a, a Christian friend, uh, him and I were talking about, uh, you know, God uh, bringing wives to our lives. And so I, you know, I told him that I believe, you know, that um, 
when God said that it is not good for man to be alone, so God, you know, brought uh, Eve to Adam. Adam didn't have to go looking for her, but uh, God himself brought her to him. And um, and then I told him, you know, like, um, God knew King Solomon's face uh, since before he created the world, since, be- since before he created the earth. So if he knew um, his face, or, you know, he knew my face and your face, mm-hmm. um, you know, that tells me that um, that uh, there there is someone, or like your parents were meant to uh, have you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a predestined thing. So, you know, that's what I honestly believe, that, you know, God okay. knows everything, he knows all the... Uh, decisions we're going to make so in a way i mean well i believe everything is predestined but um he got to me and he got back to me and said well i don't believe that because if that was the case then there wouldn't be free will and i still believe we have free will because i i Uh make my own choices even though god knows what kind of choices i'm going to make so i was trying to you know encourage him and me that God, God's going to bring that wife to us because it's already predestined, and um, and I mean, and, and that's what I believe. So, um, I was just trying so to um, maybe maybe you could give me your opinion, Pastor Eric, and perhaps some yeah. scripture that could back that up. Yeah, you you bet. Um, you know, with this issue of marriage and that you're talking about, I I do think that we find. Uh, the mystery of God's will and, and predestination, and also man's free will. Um, and we've been given the ability to, to choose. And so, obviously, uh, there's there's a lot of different people that you can marry. And, and what God gives us specific command in is believers aren't to marry unbelievers. So, as long as they're a believer and you're equally yoked, uh, you have freedom to marry them in the Lord. Uh, and and we find in the Proverbs it says he who finds a wife finds a a, a good thing. And then I also do uh, believe that uh, God's our good shepherd and He cares for us and He uh, does have uh, you know a will uh, for us, a person that He would want us uh, to to be married to. And, and I think when we look in Scripture, the, the tension of the two is found in in Romans chapter eight, um, where it says that moreover. Uh, whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So this is Romans 8, uh, 29. Uh, and so God has foreknowledge, and in his foreknowledge, we also see his uh, uh, predestination. Um, and so as this works out in our lives practically, I think we, we love the Lord, we put him first, we ask for his will in our lives, and then when it comes to marriage, he, he makes it clear who we're, we're supposed to marry. So I think in the Bible we find both truths, that God's predestination, but also man's free will. So I don't I don't yeah. know if that helps, uh, but... Uh, yes, uh, and Pastor Eric, do you think, would you agree that, uh, that uh, when I believe, for example, that... Um, God already knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin. He already yep. knew it, and he already had a plan to redeem um, them and their descendants. But the fact that God knew already that they were going to make that sin didn't take away their free will. They still were the ones who made the choice. 
So that's right. Yeah. And and so I just you know I, I believe so. My, uh, another friend said to me, "Well, if that if that is the case, then then uh, then God's limited by one predestination of um, uh, you know things." And I was meditating on, on it, and I was like, "Well, but you know, God's already decided that that is the way how He's going to be, and according with the Scripture, He doesn't change His mind. I mean, He's you know, yeah. So I mean, that's that's just what came to my heart." Because I just don't believe in a God who's wondering uh, what kind of decision are we going to make. So uh, right, right. Another, another friend told me that uh, well, God doesn't really know what kind of choice exactly you're going to make, but He knows all the possible choices and all the possible all the possible outcomes. But I just can't believe that because I'm like, well, you know, it's like I don't believe in a God who's wondering, who's sitting at His almighty, you know, and glorious throne. Wondering, it's like I'm wondering what he's going to decide. I'm wondering if he's going to make right. this choice or that choice, or if things hey, Carlos, are going to so go I'm this gonna, way or that I'm way. I'm going to jump, so. Carlos. I'm going to jump in here real quick and and try sure. to uh, answer your question. But I, yeah. I I think we're on the same page here. Is we always want to go back to the scripture. You know what does the Bible mm-hmm. teach? And the Bible does teach that God has foreknowledge and that He does predestine, and then it also teaches that we have have free will. So. Can I pray for you and pray that God would continue to give you wisdom and especially in this discussion with your friends and Sure. Yeah. Okay. God, thank you so much for Carlos. Thanks for him calling in today. And Lord, as he talks with these things with his friend, and Lord, we see both truths in Scripture that you do know all things and you have complete foreknowledge uh, and nothing surprises you. Um, but let yet also you hold us responsible for the choices we make. And so, Lord, would you continue to uh, just bring these truths home in Carlos's heart? And we thank you that you are so big and grand that you can't fit into our minds. Uh, that 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 makes you so wonderful and and gives us uh, uh, an amazing God to worship. So, would you bless Carlos? Would you bless his day in Jesus' name? Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric. God bless everybody. Thank you for calling. It was great talking to you. God bless you, too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's continue with our phone lines. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call in is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Dwight and Aurora. Dwight, welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Blessed. I am blessed. Hey, I got a question for you. I uh, I was asked, I was curious after the Great White Throne Judgment and the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, is there going to be procreation? Is there going to be? Uh, God said there's no marriage in heaven, but He didn't say whether or not there'd be marriage on the earth. So, yeah. What do you think? Well, I think the clearest that we have um, is Mark 12 that speaks of heaven. You know, it says, For when they rise from the dead, they will neither marry uh, nor are given in marriage, but are like angels uh, in heaven. So uh, when we enter into heaven and eternal life, we know that there won't be uh, procreation. Uh, during the millennial reign of Christ, during that thousand years after Christ returns before the great white throne judgment, uh, there, there could be the possibility for uh, procreation. Um, uh, but when we enter into uh, 
of eternity and we think of heaven, there's definitely not uh, procreation. Hmm. So that passage you just read was in reference to marriage, period. It didn't matter if it's heaven or earth, it's no marriages. So what about so, the people that yeah. are married? Um, so they both go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Is that marriage annulled? So what we do see is marriage is something that is temporary here on this earth. Um, and so when we're we're in heaven, uh, you know, it says for when they rise from the dead, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage, but but are like the angels uh, in heaven. So, yeah, uh, marriage is a is an earthly uh, commitment. Um, and then when we're in heaven for, for all of eternity, we won't be married to each other. You know, I, I'd like to think, I don't know, that we'll recognize our spouses and know that we had something special on earth. Uh, but it's it's a it's a commitment here in this life, not for all of eternity. So that makes some really sad and that causes others great rejoicing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, no, yeah. Well, thank you for your time. God bless. You bet. God bless you. Thanks Amen. for calling. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. It's 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. don't know what kind of day you're having, but I hope that the Lord is meeting you and meeting you with His presence and giving you uh, peace. Um, we're going to continue with our phone lines. We're going to go to line three to Lisa in Baltimore. Lisa, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I... It's so funny that God is turning me on to you at this time because it's all about marriage, and that's what my prayer request was for and my questions are for. Um, I've studied a lot about marriage and the covenant in the past year and a half to two years. Um, I got married very young to an unbeliever before I understood the principles of covenant and before I understood what God's um, plan is for the marriage relationship for the for the wife and the husband. Um, now I'm separated <laughs> from my husband okay. with two small children, and we've been separated for over a year and a half. My husband's okay. heart has been very hard um, in this time, and I've moved back home with my family where I'm restarting, and I'm in, I'm in a good, solid church, a good, charismatic, Bible-based church, and okay. I'm moving forward with my life, but these soul ties are still here, and I, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, and I've been praying, and I've been fasting, and I've been doing all the things I'm supposed to do, being honorable to my covenant, and remaining okay. faithful, even mm-hmm. in his um, faithlessness. And what I'm really trying to understand is, <laughs> will redemption win? And I know you can't necessarily mm-hmm. answer that question for me, because yeah. I know what the Scripture says. Let the unbelieving depart, but it also says that the believing wife can, the believer's wife, can mm-hmm. change the heart of a spouse, and it also yeah. says that the band of three chords is not easily broken. I've read right. almost every scripture imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Grab some discernment and maybe some hope that yep. there could be a turnaround. Um, because I'm very well understanding of the covenant now at this point and what it's supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, Lisa, we we can say with confidence that you're you're doing the right thing and being faithful to the Lord. You know, you're you're following the Lord and you're honoring your covenant that you made. 
uh, you're being obedient to First First Corinthians seven to try to win your unbelieving uh, husband to the Lord. And we want to come alongside of you and pray with you uh, that God would soften the heart of your husband. And, and I think in time you're, you're going to see, and no matter which direction it goes, you're going to have that peace of knowing that you are obedient to God's word and you followed uh, uh, God's word. So I'd like to pray with you and, and come alongside of you and pray for you that God would really work in your husband's life. Okay. So thank let me, you. Let me pray. For, yeah, you bet. Let me pray for you. God, I sure. thank you for Lisa, and uh, I just want to commend her and and thank you, Father, for her faithfulness. You know, so many people would just exit the marriage at this point, uh, Lord, but she is staying true to the covenant and and staying true to your word, and really praying that redemption would win out and that uh, her husband's heart would be softened. And so, God, we just ask in Jesus' name that you uh, would do a great work and that you uh, would soften the heart of her husband and and that he would uh, come to a place of coming to know you, and that he would be changed and transformed by you, Lord, uh, and that he would come into full relationship with you and you would restore this marriage. And uh, so would you strengthen Lisa and, and, and fill her with your spirit. May your strength be made perfect in her weakness. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You know, Lisa, Lisa, I want to share one story of encouragement with you. And, uh, you know, this man's given me a freedom to share this story. He, he comes to our church and, uh, you know, his, his marriage uh, ended in divorce. And he always believed that God would, would bring it back around uh, in, in restoration. So for, for several years, even after the divorce, he just stayed faithful to the Lord and, and prayed for uh, his wife, who at the time was his ex-wife. And we got to witness her uh, coming back to the marriage, coming back to the Lord and coming back to the marriage. And I got to do their uh, do their wedding. Um, and it was a really beautiful work of, of uh, restoration. And, and by all human standards and logic, it just seemed like there was no hope. Um, but, but God really did uh, uh, turn it around. And I don't, you know, no one can guarantee that that'll be the case in your situation, but we really want to come alongside of you and pray that God would do do that work in your in your husband's heart and restore your marriage. So I want to commend you in your your faithfulness of standing uh, in the gap for your marriage. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate you that story. I appreciate that story. Thank you. Okay. You bet. God bless you, Lisa. God bless you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000. We do want to pray for marriages and pray that God would strengthen marriages. Also, you can send in a text question at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Grizel in Pennsylvania on line one. Grizel, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. Uh, thank you for taking my phone call. Um, you bet. It's kind of weird. Um, because I just randomly picked up the phone and said, you know, I'm going to call the pastors. They really always have good wisdom. So just calling for prayer and some guidance. Um, and it's about marriage. Uh, so the theme okay. continues. Um, uh, so just like Lisa, I'm trying to pray so hard for restoration in my marriage. I've been um, married for 20 years, and um, I became a believer after I got married. Um, okay. I've been a believer for about eight years. And basically, at this point, um, out of nowhere, I mean, at least from my perspective, um, my husband wants a divorce, and okay. um, he's basically, in essence, I think, 
is going through a midlife crisis. Um, okay. I just see all the indicators um, mm-hmm. now looking back, and um, it's really difficult. It's very painful. It's like the rug has been pulled from under me. Um, mm-hmm. It's He's very cold, and yeah, just uh, it's almost amazing to see his behavior and how he speaks to me. Um, it's mm-hmm. almost like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. But I know that... Um, I made a promise before the Lord, and I also recognize what the Scripture says about mm-hmm. making a covenant, and um, I also want to honor that covenant. And so mm-hmm. I'm being prayerful, um, being loving, trying to be patient. Mm. The yeah. issue is that right now we're living in the same home, um, so we're separated, living in the same home. Um, but it's like a weird come here, go away behavior from him. So some sometimes he'll just show you know really strong affection, and then the next day he'll be very cold. Um, and so that's kind of uh, draining. But, yeah. Eric, to make matters very complicated, um, about eight years ago as well, my 16-year-old son came out of the closet. And so okay. um, at that point, I kind of communicated to my husband that um, uh, I loved my son. I will always love my son. In fact, I love him even more. And that um, I will never push him away or reject him but that I was also very committed to Jesus Christ and what he teaches us about, um, you know, uh, that certain lifestyle. And that uh-huh. um, it yep. was very difficult for me, but yet this is where I stood. And so mm-hmm. now, fast forward, um, he's using my son's um, lifestyle against me. Um, my son, the timing is impeccable, Eric, because now as well, mm. he just met a friend. Um, he's now 20 years old. And so mm-hmm. he's telling me, you know, now, you know, one of the other issues I'm having with you is that I cannot believe beyond my understanding why you cannot support our son. And I said mm-hmm. that that was not my words. I never said that I was not going to support my son. I love him very mm-hmm. much and that I right. would never reject yeah. him. So I'm trying to yeah. be wise and tactful. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be the stereotypical, you know, person to, to use the word in an unloving uh, manner. So... Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's coming from all sides, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm reading a novel, and I'm a character in the novel, and I can't believe yeah. all the things that are yeah. coming against me right now. So, um, I love the oh. Lord. Um, I love. I know He loves me more than my husband ever could, um, and I just need to hang on to His every word, and I just need encouragement. You know, I'm trying to yeah. be patient, um, and it's yeah, it's wearing me down. From what everything that I hear, I just want to encourage you. I, I think that you are really pressing into the Lord and, and pressing into His His Word, and you know it's in the that right place of saying, you know, I'm not going to divorce my husband, and I'm going to fight for my marriage. And if if He chooses to divorce me, I, I have peace because I really honored my uh, my vows to Him. And you know that uh, place where you're at with your son, where you're you're continuing to love Him and love Him even more. But being committed to what God teaches us about biblical sexuality, I mean, both of those are, are biblical uh, approaches and stances with your husband and uh, w- with your son. And, you know, just talking to you, what came to mind is, is the Psalms about God being our refuge and our ever-present help uh, in, in time of trouble. Uh, and that's what I'd really like to pray for you today is that, that uh, you would just be able to experience God being your refuge and being your fortress and your strong strong tower and your, your peace of mind um, as you continue to, to navigate this as well as to lift up the heart of your husband and your son and, and pray that yes. God would, would, would do work in their lives. So 
I, I uh, also have to... a nine-year-old son, I'm sorry to interrupt, um, who he wants to share this news with. He told me the other day, you know, we need to tell our nine-year-old son about my older son, and I'm telling him, you know, just let's please slow down. We just finished telling him about our marriage. And so I just need yeah. really a lot of prayer and protection um, for for my kids right now, for my young son, where he's being swept away by um, all of this, you know, uh, disruption. So. Absolutely. And did I pronounce your name right? Is your name Grizel? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, stay with me, okay? We're going to head to a break, and then when we come back from the break, I'd like to, to pray with you. So I'm going to put you on hold, Not and we'll come back in, in two minutes and uh, uh, and pray with you, okay? So. Okay. All right, gang, uh, stay with me. We're going to head to a break, and uh, we'll be right back. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go back to line one to Grizel. Are, are you still there, Grizel? Okay. Let me lift you up in prayer and just ask that the Lord would really meet you in a powerful way. So, thank Father, you. I thank you for Grizel, and I thank you that she called today, and thank you that you love her, and you love her husband, and uh, Lord, her son, and uh, Lord, her nine-year-old child as well. And Lord, we ask that you would be her strong tower, that you'd be her refuge, that your strength would be made perfect in her weakness. And Lord, uh, as she is uh, committing to your word and loving her husband and loving your son in the way that you instruct, I, I pray for the heart of her husband, uh, Lord, after 20 years of marriage, that he wouldn't want a divorce and that he would turn towards you uh, and that his heart would be softened. I, I also pray uh, for her son, God, that uh, his heart would be turned towards you and, and he would see who you are and see how much you love him and the plan that you have uh, for his life. So, God, would you protect this family, uh, protect him from the attack of the enemy and give Grizel peace in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling. God bless you. Okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. Thank you for calling in and participating in today's show with your questions and your prayer requests. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to line two to Max in Denver. Max, welcome to the program. All right, looks like Max is gone. Let's go to, to line three to, to Gabrielle in New Jersey. Gabrielle, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. I love your show, by the way. Just want to let you know. Um, well, thank you for listening. So, we appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so I have a question. Um, in my class, I, I attend college, and... Um, in my class, there is a Jewish girl, and um, we basically got into a conversation because uh, she's Jewish, and I'm fascinated by the Jewish people because I'm like, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, this girl could be related to Jesus, mm -hmm. pretty much. So um, I asked her, do you believe in Jesus as the Messiah? And she said no, and, uh, and I was just 
I asked her, why not? And she said, because, first of all, it's not our tradition. Um, and second mm-hmm. of all, because if he came, then it would be peaceful, which I understood her point. But I kind of didn't know what to say back to that. So I was just wondering if you knew if you could give me some advice to say to her to convince her that, yes, Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Yeah, you know, what comes to mind is the the fulfilled prophecy in the Old Testament, uh, because the Jews recognize the, the Old Testament as, as being from, from God. Uh, so Isaiah 53 yeah. is a really powerful passage that predicts the crucifixion. Uh, of Christ, um, and then Isaiah seven fourteen uh, predicts uh, Christ uh, being born of a virgin. Uh, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and call his name uh, Emmanuel. Uh, and then Isaiah nine six uh, uh, talks about Christ: For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prin- Prince of Peace. And so, I think uh, taking her to those Old Testament scriptures, Isaiah fifty three, Isaiah seven, Isaiah nine, and asking her, you know, who who do you think that this is is pointing to? Um, you know, and then to pray for her because we know from the New Testament that it talks about uh, the, the Jews' eyes have been blinded, and, and and sometimes you can share these scriptures with them, but they'll still uh, walk away uh, and say, "Nope, that that's not speaking of Jesus," when it so clearly has been fulfilled uh, by Christ. Um, but I think yes, continuing to be, they a, don't want to think that their religion is a, something like an, an empty thing that they've been following. Of course, yeah. I understand why they yeah. feel that way, but they also need to accept that even by just their disbelief in Jesus, they're still fulfilling prophecy that his own people would reject them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I just well, didn't know. So thank you for those past. You bet. Yeah, let me pray with you, and let's just ask that God would would work uh, in, in her life, and I think it's a great uh, connection and friendship that God's brought into your life. So, okay, let's do it. Okay. Lord, I thank you for, for Gabrielle, and I just uh, thank you for this uh, friend that you put in her life at school, uh, this Jewish woman. And Lord, we just ask that she uh, would have her eyes opened, her ears opened to who you are, Jesus, to, to what you uh, did for her upon the cross, that you are God. And uh, we just pray that you would really shine your light and your love into her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Am I allowed to ask you, you another question, or, or should I Sure, yeah. No, go for okay. it. Please do. Uh, so, in my this is the same class. In the same class, we speak a lot about um, you know uh, events that go on in the world today, and um, we're speaking about gay marriage. And I'm, of course, me myself and another individual were the only two people in the class who disagree. And um, of course, you know what comes with that is being called bigoted or whatever. How? Mm-hmm. What is the best way to convince? someone who is gay or you know whatever their orientation that no this is not this is not the way and um Mm -hmm. you're actually sinning i mean i don't know how to approach that without sounding disrespectful yeah that's a great question i i think it's the the question that's on a lot of people's hearts uh in in mind and and the first thing we have to remember is that people need to realize who Jesus is and and realize their need for him in, in their life and to receive him as their savior 
Um, and just like if someone was in a heterosexual sexual sin, uh, you know, we could have a conversation with them and say, look, the way that you're living uh, is not God's design. God created man and woman uh, to have a sexuality together inside of the commitment of, of marriage. And you know that Jesus loves you and he died for you and rose again. And he, he wants you to turn from your sin and turn to Christ uh, and, and be saved. And that's a similar way to approach it who's someone who is in a, a homosexual lifestyle uh, is saying, you know, God's the one who created uh, sex and sexuality, and this is how he wants it to be expressed, uh, is inside of the commitment of marriage between a man and a woman and, and a husband and wife. And I think it's very difficult for an unbeliever to understand, but realizing marriage is God's institution. You know, it's it's not the government's institution or culture's institution, but in Genesis 1, God created Adam. God created Eve. Uh, he formed the first marriage, so he's he gets to be the one that 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 defines it. So, uh, it's a difficult topic uh, with people, uh, but I think you know, approaching someone in the in the homosexual lifestyle, the way we would approach any sinner who doesn't know Christ, if they're and say, look. What, what you really need to focus on is the person and the work of, of Christ uh, and begin to dialogue in that in that space. Yes, so. well, um, there was a gay individual in class, and it, it was kind of a debate, and because, of course, what I think of is, um, you know, when I hear Christian, it's like Westboro Baptist Church and whatnot. Right. And I'm trying to tell this individual, all I said was, listen, um, it's not our job to judge, it's God's job to judge, but it is our job to give the message out there that what you're doing is wrong, and what you do with that is your choice, because God did give us free will. So that was yeah. the best. I try to tell them, I don't hate you, but this, we're, yeah. supposed to hate, we're supposed to love the people and, and hate the sin. Yeah. You're, you're doing great. I think, I uh, yeah, you're doing great, and I think God is really using you, and I, and I would just pursue that individual in class in a friendship manner, you know, just make make it a point uh, to, hey, how's your day doing? How's your week going? And that's going to speak volumes of, of the love of Christ. But I think, think you're doing a great job. And it sounds like God's really placed you strategically in this class to, to be a light. So. Oh, that's wonderful, and I hope so. Association with gay people is not bad, as long as you're trying to um, reach out to them, right? Like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to condone the behavior. All I'm trying to do is reach their heart, right? Yeah, that's right. Jesus was the friend of sinners, uh, and so, uh, you know, by association, it's not sh showing that you uh, approve prove the sin. And, and God's glorified when we're friends of sinners for the purpose of pointing them to Christ. You know, and the thing we've always got to be careful of is to, to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, they're not pulling us away from Christ. But there there's definitely that possibility through Christ's power to be uh, uh, in friendship with somebody who's in a gay lifestyle and be able to shine the love of Christ. That that would be God's desire. Yeah. Amen. So. Okay. Thank you so much. You I bet. Really God bless it. you. Great questions. All right. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line two to David and Greeley. David, welcome to the program. 
Yeah, thank you. I got a one of your first callers was talking about uh, procreation, and um, I found I found something in Zechariah where it says uh, Zechariah sixteen, and it shall come to pass that everyone who is left on of all the nations which come against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king of lords of hosts and shall keep the feast of tabernacles and and it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king the lord of hosts uh, there will be no rain and then it talks about family if the family of Egypt do not come enter in so I'm, I'm seeing the word families and that has to be do something with procreation. Yeah. Um, and you're in Zechariah 14? Yes. This yeah. is a, it's the day of the Lord. The Lord touches on his feet on the Mount of Olives, and then mm-hmm. and then it comes to worshiping the king. Mm-hmm. The families come to worship the king. Yeah. It seems to be, you know, there's going to be people that live through the tribulation that are in the millennial reign of Christ, that thousand-year reign, uh, where they will have marriage and family. Uh, and then for those that have already died uh, and are uh, with Christ and come to rule and reign with Christ, you know, we wouldn't be, be married and, and be having families. But those that live through the tribulation, and uh, that they, they would be uh, continuing to have families. Um, and then the clear distinction for sure is, uh, in, in heaven and eternal life, you know, there's 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 no more marriage, there's no more uh, uh, procreation. Yeah. Okay. So, well, thanks for calling yeah. in with that. That's a good good insight. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you too. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send in a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Aaron and Greeley. Aaron, welcome to the program. Pastor Eric, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Not bad. I don't know if you remember me. My wife and I met with you probably a couple of years ago. I had mentioned that I was listening to you on the radio, and uh, we had coffee with you in your little coffee shop at your church, and yeah, uh, I do remember. Like yeah, I, how you doing? It's good to talk to I'm you. I'm doing yet. great. It's good talking to you too. I'm doing good. How are you, Aaron? It's been it's been a good few years, man. I I actually wanted to ask you a question and then ask for your prayers. Um, we're okay. going through a situation with my son. He's he's 11, and um, it's complicated. I can't say everything over the radio, obviously. But yeah. I guess my question is. Uh, in regards to prayer and and supplication uh, on behalf of my son, there's a lot going on, and I just want to know what what's the posture as a father? How do I how do I come to a place where uh, scripturally where we're praying and we're seeking his face, and, and uh, what are the what are some scripture references that would help us through this hard time with my son? Yeah, if it, if I you know hear your question right, it's like as we, as we go through this hard time, how how can we be praying, or what's some scriptures that we can be uh, praying through uh, in in regards to this? Um, you know, one 
One thing that I really like to do with my kids is to to pray over uh, Ephesians chapter 1 um, and also Philippians chapter 1. And we see Paul's prayer uh, for uh, the church there in, in Ephesians 1. Um, and that's a great place to, to start. Um, and, and then also Ephesians chapter 3 uh, to just, just pray those over um, our, our kids. Uh, and then in Ephesians uh, 1, let me just turn over there. Um, this this particular uh, section where Paul's praying over over the church, the Ephesian church, um, where he he says, "Therefore I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and for your love for all the saints, and do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him." And the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what's the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And and to pray that um, uh, over your son. And then also Ephesians 2, or Ephesians 3, um, Paul says, that For this reason I bow my knees to the Father. So he's saying, these are things that I'm praying about for, for the church, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And just praying for your son that he'd be strengthened with might uh, through the spirit in his inner man, that his inner man would be strengthened by the spirit, that Christ may dwell in your hearts uh, through faith and be rooted and grounded in love. Just begin to pray that in, that that Christ would be at home in his heart, that he'd be rooted and grounded in God's love. They'd be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ and be filled with the the fullness of God. And then it ends with this explanation uh, to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You know, just believing that God can do the impossible in the life of your son. And then also I think for those that are close to you that you trust and you don't have to give them all the details but really ask them to be praying with with you you know and saying hey my son's going through a difficult time I can't share everything with you but but we could really use your prayers and would you would you commit to to joining us in prayer you know Yes yes so that's awesome. That yeah. sounds like an awesome plan. And I wrote down those scripture references, and I really appreciate uh, that perspective. Well, can I pray for you right now, Aaron, and just lift you up as a father and lift up your son as well? And... Yes, sir. Father, I just uh, lift up Aaron's son to you, and Lord, it's a it's a dark world, and it's uh, it's difficult, and Lord, you know the specifics of what he's going through. And we do just pray your your word over Aaron's son that you would you would strengthen Aaron's inner man through the power of your spirit, and that you'd be at home in his heart and, and dwell in his heart that he'd be rooted and grounded in love, and be able to comprehend the height and the depth and the width of of your love. Jesus, you're our good shepherd, and would you really shepherd um, Aaron's son right now? Lead him to green pastures and still waters and restore his soul and. And Lord, uh, we, we also lift up Aaron and his wife to you, and 
We pray for comfort. We pray for peace. We pray for for wisdom. We we do pray that there would be breakthroughs, that, uh, Lord, that they would see you move and work uh, as they uh, knock on your door and come before your throne. We thank you for your promise that as we uh, come to your throne, Lord, that you give us grace and strength in time of need. So right now, as as Aaron's uh, in his car, uh, Lord, wherever he's at, that he would just feel your presence and feel your comfort. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric. You bet. God bless you, Aaron. Thanks for calling. I'll be praying for you. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I'm going to take some text questions now. It says, I was an unbeliever when I married my husband. Through a trial, God revealed himself to me, and now I'm a believer. How does that work with the whole uh, yoke thing? And so, um, you know, when we think of being unequally yoked with an unbeliever, uh, that's speaking to someone who's single, who's trying to choose a spouse. Uh, And if you're married to an unbeliever, yes, you you are unequally yoked. But God's really clear in his word in 1 Corinthians uh, 7 that he wants you to stay in the marriage, uh, stay committed uh, to your vows, and through your faithfulness, God's heart would be to to win the heart of your spouse. And so pray that God would really uh, give you strength uh, in the midst of that to, to, to be a light unto uh, your husband. And the marriage you're in is the marriage God wants uh, you to be committed to and to to, to make work. And so even though you're you're married to an unbeliever, God would want you to stay in it and and stay faithful. Another text question comes in, says, Pastor, my wife and I are newlyweds going on three weeks this Sunday. We had a mountain of struggles heaped on us from the get-go. Uh, do you have any uh, scriptures of encouragement? And I, I sure do. Um, uh, this has been standing out uh, to me uh, where Paul's talking about trial in his life. This is 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, And lest I be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that's a that's a great uh, promise as you're in trial and in difficulty that God's strength would be made perfect uh, in your in your weakness. And I also want to encourage you as you're new in your marriage to really press into the Lord, to press into fellowship, uh, commit to being uh, in church and surrounding yourself with believers. Pray uh, together, read God's word uh, together because that's where God is going to very practically pour out his strength. So let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for this marriage. And in Jesus' name, I just pray that you would protect this marriage, that you would give them your strength. As we've read your word, Lord, that uh, uh, your strength would be made perfect in in weakness, uh, and they would find themselves enriched by you. So would you protect them, and would you bless them? In Jesus' name. Amen. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. I want to continue with some texts that I'm receiving. Thank you guys for sending these to me. 
I ask for prayer uh, to demonstrate tough love. My sister is addicted to painkillers and is begging for money from my family. I know what I need to do, but I'm asking for prayer that as I do that, that our Lord would soften her heart uh, for me to share Christ with her. I'm concerned that she's at the point of suicide or overdose. Thank you, Rick. So, Rick, we want to lift you up in prayer. And Father, my heart just breaks for Rick, Lord, as he's seeing uh, his sister come to this broken place and being addicted on painkillers and she's asking for money. And we do pray that Rick would have the strength to have tough love, Lord, and to have those appropriate boundaries and not send in the money. And that would soften the heart of his sister and that she would be open to hearing the gospel. She would trust you for salvation and that, Jesus, you would rescue her. You're so good at taking us out of the mire and the mud and all of the things that we find ourselves in. Uh, and putting us into a firm place, a solid foundation. So would you do that in her life? Would you comfort Rick's heart in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. More uh, texts coming in. I could really use some prayer support for my new job search. I would like a job close to home that I enjoy. I've been searching since September. Thank you. This is Dave in Denver. So, Father, we lift up Dave to you. And, Lord, it's a long time to look for a job since since September. And he's wanting to not have as long of a commute and have a job that he would enjoy. And, Lord, we ask that you would open doors uh, and you would close doors. And you would place Dave exactly where he needs to be to provide for his family and also a place where he can be used by you to share your love, to share your salt and light. So would you comfort Dave and give him strength in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Another text uh, reads, I recently have been in jail facing some very serious charges. Uh, The charges was dropped and dismissed. Praise God. My family has still come against me. I'm very hurt and I can't understand why my brother has so much hate towards me. I ask for prayer uh, to encourage me and not let my heart harden like Pharaoh. I want to serve more and more, but now I'm doubting my walk. God bless Donnie. Let's lift up Donnie to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for Donnie. and his, uh, He has just uh, had these charges dropped and dismissed. Lord, we're, we're thankful for that. And as he's experiencing uh, hurt from his family and re- rejection and conflict with his brother, I do pray for his heart. We know the enemy loves to use bitterness uh, in our lives. And so, God, I, I pray that you would allow him to be able to extend the forgiveness that he so freely received from the Lord. And his desires to serve you, to serve you more and more, God. So would you fill him with your spirit and enable him to walk forward uh, from this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Another question that comes in is, what is considered a denominational church? This is a great question around churches. You you hear the phrase denomination and you hear the phrase non-denomination. And denomination is a group of churches that have gathered together, which which have a like-minded vision and and doctrinal statement, uh, and then they will a lot of times pool their their resources together uh, to do things in missions, and sometimes buy churches and those types of things. Sometimes, as a denomination, there'll, there'll be leadership outside of the church uh, as well. Non-denominational just means that they're not part of a denomination, and their leader 
leadership comes from their local pastors uh, and and elders. Uh, And so those are the very simple uh, defining uh, definitions of denomination and non-denominational. As you're thinking about uh, getting into a church, uh, the biggest thing to look at uh, is it healthy? Do they love Jesus? Do they believe the gospel? Do they teach the word? Do they reach out uh, to to the community? So I hope that that is helpful uh, for you. Um, a prayer request uh, uh, comes in and says, I don't know when you take prayer requests or questions. I have asked before to pray for my mom. She's dying of cancer. It's in her brain, lung, spine, and hip. We're not super religious. She knows Jesus and has been saved. We went to church. We've prayed together. We've gone to church. Wow, my heart uh, really goes out uh, to you, and it's a real privilege to to pray for you. I want to pray for your mom as uh, she she goes through this, uh, and that the Lord would would comfort all of you and meet you in a, a special way. So, Jesus, we thank you for your comfort. We thank you that you tell us, uh, Father, that you are the God of all comfort and the Father of mercies. And Lord, I pray that you would comfort the whole family and uh, comfort the mom as she she battles uh, the, the the cancer, Lord, as it's in her brain and lung and spine and hip. She has to be in so much pain, God. We thank you that they they do know you and they do trust you and they do look to you. And we thank you for the promise of eternal life. So God, would you grant them your peace? Uh, would you meet uh, with them in, in, in a special way uh, and show yourself uh, faithful? So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me today on Calvary Live. It's been a blessing to be able to be with you and take your phone calls. And we'll be lifting these things up to the Lord. I think a big theme in today's show has has been marriage and praying that God would soften hearts uh, in marriage. And if you're married and you're listening today, uh, ask that God would give you a soft heart towards uh, your spouse. Uh, We know that hardness of heart is ultimately what leads to a divorce. And so may God bless your marriages. May God strengthen you. Hope that you have a great weekend in the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.